0: of Democrats. Please be aware, you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer Yes, indeed. Eight minutes after 10 o'clock, hour number two is underway. We are foregoing the Reagan Open here at the top of the hour because we have uh, pressing business, and I want to give more time to our guests because we have a lot of very important things to talk about on this Monday, the 11th morning of the first month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Uh, it looks like this is a popular theme today to talk about other revolutions. Uh, I talked about Hugh Hewitt tweeting. I talked about uh, Dr. Everett Piper, and now Patrick Wood. Uh, who is the uh, founder of Technocracy.News, the author of two very important books on technocracy, as well as the executive uh, director and founder of Citizens for Free Speech. In an article he wrote before Google, Twitter, and Amazon all deplatformed Parler, the free speech app that was the answer to the suppression and censorship of Twitter, before... They deplatformed them. He wrote an article headlined recognizing the coordinated attacks on the First Amendment. And in it, he includes the same uh, examples that I gave you from those other gentlemen, writing, quote, A second aspect of all revolutionary takeovers, the destruction of civilizational knowledge. Historical documentation of book burnings is legendary from the 1918 Bolshevik Revolution in Russia to Nazi Germany in the 30s and China under Mao in the 1940s. Books and historical papers represent historical touchstones that would keep citizens from accepting their new reality. That is just a part of what uh, Patrick Wood wrote for F- Citizens for a Free Speech. He joins us now to discuss in-depth on AM 1420 The Answer. Patrick, welcome back to Cleveland. How are you, sir?
1: Thanks, Bob. I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: Uh, you wrote this piece um, before, as I noted, the, um, uh, the censorship and the deplatforming of Parler. Uh, so you kind of you know, have been following it. As a matter of fact, let's let, lay all the cards on the table here. You started Citizens for Free Speech about a year ago. I joined you shortly after it began, uh, working in, as a national uh, uh, communications director, because we both have seen, and all of the staffers and the thousands and thousands of volunteers and members of Citizens for Free Speech, we have known that free speech was under assault for a long time. Did you think it was going to get this bad this quickly, Patrick, when we saw uh, the free speech app Parler uh, essentially eliminated from existence by people who disagree with their their ideology?
1: I did not really think it would happen this fast necessarily, but CFFS was started actually in 2018 for all these same reasons. When I saw the collusion that was taking place between Twitter, Facebook, and, and Google at that time, I figured that... You know they were uh, ganging up on individual people uh, to kind of disappear them from uh, from the internet, from their uh, communication platform. This is the same thing that's happening today. It's just on steroids now, and I don't think anybody <clears throat> would have would have predicted that the coup d'état that's taking place right now is focused with. In big tech, not in Antifa, not in BLM, not in the left-wing Nancy Pelosi Congress, this coup d'etat is taking place from inside big tech to completely wipe out the First Amendment. This is just as clear to me, this is just as clear as clear can be. The full court press on the First Amendment is absolutely unprecedented. And I have to say, Parler didn't just get deplatformed from the App Store in Google and from Apple, but Amazon stepped into the fray and and terminated their contract for data storage and web services. So now if you go and type in parler.com in your browser from your computer, you will find a blank screen. They right. are gone. By. It doesn't exist gone. anymore. <clears throat> yeah,
0: yeah. Parler's CEO went on television and said, we, we are literally done if they are allowed to do this because we need Amazon's servers to to be able to handle the size of the application and the platform and the millions of users who have flocked to parlor they need servers the size that very few companies in this in this world really can provide Uh, and amazon was providing those servers for for parlor to exist and you're you're exactly right that's why pat what i said um uh online Uh, On Friday, after all of this went down, after we first learned of what Apple was doing, and knowing that Google had already done it, and knowing what Amazon was doing, I said this, and I'll repeat it, and tell me if you agree, that Sundar Pikai, if that's the way you pronounce his name, the CEO of uh, Google, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, Bill Gates, Tim Cook, and Jeff Bezos are the most dangerous men in the world because they literally control speech and the sharing and communication of information more than anybody else really ever has.
1: That's exactly right. And I have to say, you can look into the face of all these people, you will not find a communist, a Marxist, or a socialist. You'll find a hardcore technocrat. That is a completely different mindset. From everything people are looking at today, these uh, you know these people think that they have some mandate from heaven. Actually, they don't believe in God, but you know you get my point. That they have some mandate from heaven to control the human population of the planet, and it's not just America. This Twitter and, and Facebook and Google span the world 15 times over every day. This is a global. Issue Not just America, but we're feeling the pain right now in America. We are, and you, you, I'm going to quote your
0: article again, Pat, uh, and people can read this at citizensforfreespeech.org, which we will talk about again in a, in a few moments, but read Pat's uh, article on this. And quoting from it, in every revolution over the past 150 years, the first wave of attacks always focused on taking over communications networks, radio and TV stations, newspapers and public forums. Now, that was then. Now, in this era, that includes the Internet and especially the Internet, which is the preferred method of communications now. Uh, you go on to write, thanks to the great panic of 2020 driven by an invisible virus, this is exactly what has just happened in the U.S. Instead of being driven by thugs with guns and tanks, however, it was accomplished with high technology, pseudoscience, and misrepresented statistics. Can you explain a little bit more the role that the virus and the usurpation of our civil rights and our Bill of Rights um as a response to that virus, the role that it has played in this?
1: Well... You have to go back in history just a little bit to understand the, uh, the massive, uh, push for climate alarmism. Like, you know, the seas are going to rise, the earth is going to burn up, that sort of thing, crops are going to fail. Climate alarmism was being pushed by the United Nations and a group of academics and technocrats around the world for some years. When they realized that it was kind of losing steam, they jumped tracks oh, and put their effort over onto the pandemic last year, early last year, when it first broke out in China and it came to, you know, England made a big splash on it. And then, of course, all the countries of the world got into it. Same people, same type of computer modeling, same type of mantra, we're all going to die if we don't do X, Y, and Z, according to them. And so this entire great panic of 2020, what, what I call it, really had more to do with the narrative of control, the narrative of control over people, and in the process, of course, it also has virtually slaughtered the global economy as well. This is a global plan. I mean, who has the power to kill the global economic system? It's, it's, it, isn't, it isn't Democrats, I hate to say, in Washington, D.C., it's not Republicans either. This is a global issue. Again, we feel the pain of it here in America because our lives are here. But this is the same nonsense, the same people, the same computer algorithms, the same nonsensical statistics that they're using, the same type of corrupted pseudoscience that we see today for all these excuses that are being thrown around that we've had for the last, you know, five to ten years. People just kind of snickered at it back then. You know, they kind of snickered at Al Gore when he said, You know, the seas are going to rise in 10 years and the polar bears are all going to be gone. Yeah, right, Al. And everybody scoffed at him. They're not scoffing anymore, are they? (laughs) These people have finally got the lever, the handle, the claws into the world system with this panic over COVID. And this is right where we are today.
0: To be clear, we do still scoff at Al Gore's predictions because they were all wrong. So I want to make sure you're, you're not saying nobody's laughing at Al anymore as if he was right, but nobody is laughing anymore about no. the threat that his that his um, alarm is imposed because it, it led to and could lead to, obviously, what we're seeing today. So I I'm sure that's what you meant, and I wanted to clarify that. Um, Absolutely. Patrick, uh, we're talking to Patrick Wood, Executive Director of Citizens for Free Speech. Online, check it for yourself. I told my crowd uh, that I spoke to on um, uh, Saturday morning about the importance now of joining Citizens for Free Speech. It is a free uh, membership. Uh, you not only sign up for free, your information will never be shared. We actually believe in the Constitution and the right to privacy at Citizens for Free Speech. So make sure you have no fear of putting your information in as you join that organization, this is one that Pat and I both represent. Um, you wrote an article uh, which is uh, appearing in a number of publications and another of uh, websites, which, by the way, are probably all in jeopardy now. Um, a part of what you wrote is this. The greatest question, however, is who are we really fighting? Marxist, communist, socialist, fascists? I suggest it is none of these because all of the above attacks are related to scientists and big tech who appear to be working closely together to bring this about more likely these people are technocrats not interested in collectivism but rather total domination and outright scientific dis- uh, dictatorship pat what i want to ask is isn't it possible and in fact i might argue probable that it is technocrats as you suggest but that they are working in coordination and collaboration with the aforementioned marxist communist socialists etc
1: they they have worked with anyone that they can get to advance their own agenda, and one of the important things that they need right now is confusion, so that nobody really sees them as being the enemy. And they've been very good at this. Google is a master at this at manipulating search results and uh, you know the type ahead stuff when you search for things. They're masters at this. They've got everybody convinced that everybody else is the enemy except them. They are the good guys. They are the saviors and salvation of the world and of, you know, free speech, they say. But they're the ones that are actually destroying it, you see. So, they will use politicians, they will use the Marxist elements in our country to deconstruct our society. But when they assert themselves in total control, they will throw anybody that they used under the bus. They're in process of doing that right now. We're seeing them, we're seeing their ability to throw people under the bus right now. Politicians who think that they can dance with the devil, so to speak, and not get burned, will find out soon enough that these people will come after them to censor them at some point and they will be marginalized and thrown out of the conversation as well.
0: Patrick, I want to finish because I know your time is short here uh, with this. Um, I want to talk about the Great Reset. Justin Trudeau, the prime minister up in Canada, said, declared uh, that the pandemic, which you wrote about as well, and we are focused on laser-like at CFFS because of the a uh, way that it is being used to inhibit speech uh, uh, assembly expression and so on and so forth. Justin Trudeau declared that the pandemic gives the world an opportunity for a reset. Uh, he basically came out and admitted and was immediately attacked and silenced by many of the power broker technocrats that you talk about and many of the far left people that uh, we just got done discussing Uh, because he let the cat out of the bag. He actually used the word, and now that he has been essentially silenced, they are saying Justin Trudeau didn't know what he was talking about. The Great Reset is nothing but another conspiracy theory. Um, I know you don't believe that. Tell me and tell us about the Great Reset.
1: I've been, they've leveled that charge at me for 45 years, and while they're the ones that are actually perpetrating uh, this whole thing, they will point the finger at everybody else and say, "Well, that's just conspiracy." If you go to the World Economic Forum's website and actually read the two books uh, that uh, Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, has written in the last couple of years, you will see exactly what they're talking about. And I have again, I'm not, well, I know we don't have time to get into this, but this is historic technocracy on steroids, and the World Economic Forum which is uh, their backers and so on, are the giant corporations of the world, by the way, like the the GEs and the Siemens and so on, the IBMs, um, they are completely backing this great reset, which will completely transform the global economic system into something that it is not today. This is where the technocrats are playing right now. You see that, the, for instance, the technocrats in American big tech are so friendly with the technocrats in China, as an example. They love each other. It's not that they love each other's country. They love each other personally because technocrats are, you know, like they say, birds of a feather flock together. We see these people accumulating and congregating around the world to accomplish this agenda of micromanaging of the entire planet. Surveillance, uh, ruled by AI, Social credit systems, et cetera. This is all driven by big tech. It's not driven by anybody else. Politicians aren't driving this. Big tech is driving this all over the planet.
0: So, Patrick, um, when we talk about the Great Reset, we're not just talking about a global economic reset. We're talking about global elites that are are interested in population control. Uh, they they appear to you know be Admirers of you know China uh, and their uh, birth policies, you know one-child policies, the fact that little baby girls are being discarded, being killed and discarded, uh, you know either before or shortly after their births. All of these kinds of things. We're talking about population control, economic control, redistribution of wealth, redistribution of resources, and elimination of borders, elimination of private property. When we say Great Reset, we're talking about the entire thing here. It's not just the economy, right?
1: That's exactly right. You know, the, the technocrat mind looks at society just as one other cog in the wheel of uh, the whole world. It's like you got trees, you got cattle, you got sheep, and you got people, and they all need to be managed according to the technocrat mind, micromanaged, so that they're pushed here and pushed there, and they're shot full of this and. And, um, you know, the, the health regimen is given to them to keep them all, quote-unquote, healthy. And we got to manage the population of the herd. We can't have it get too big. And this this mindset towards humanity is really anti-human and it's anti-civilizational. It's not anything that you and I could ever conceive in a thousand years that people should be treated like animals and just objects to be managed and and manipulated. This is crazy stuff as far as Americans are concerned.
0: Yeah, it it really is, Patrick. And I want to let you go with this because I know your time is short here, but just briefly tell us what CFFS is doing. Tell everyone what CFFS is all about, particularly now. I mean, it was enormous when you created it. Again, you mentioned 2018. I came on board about a year ago, so I said it was kind of just born then. But but in the two years or so that it's existed, you've already seen the threats and the warning signs, which is why it was created. But now I think CFFS and organizations like it have never been more uh, important and integral to our survival of this and our, our protection of our constitutional republic. So um, tell us why people can, should join CF, uh, CFFS and what CFFS can do to try to stop, this outright assault on the First Amendment in this country, as we saw dictated or not dictated, demonstrated rather, uh, by the uh, deplatforming and elimination of parlor.
1: Yes, on, only the citizens of our country can do anything to push back against this, free, this assault on free speech in the First Amendment. The government is not going to do it. Washington, D.C. is impotent right now. They're not going to do anything to curtail these people. The states even and, uh, you know, other uh, elements of the administration, they can't do anything either. So citizens of this country are going to have to band together and stand up against this stuff. Uh, citizens for Free Speech, as, a, as you said, doesn't cost anything to join. We're offering free training for people to learn how to communicate and exercise their First Amendment rights in their own local communities. To not only to heal relationships with their family, et cetera, that have been broken over this, but also to be able to interact in the civic arena, to put things back on their feet again, to turn the world right side up, starting with your own community. We're really, we're really zealous about this right now, Bob. We've, we've got to stand up as a nation, as a people, and say, we're not taking this anymore. And we're going to do something positive to turn it around. That's why people need to join with us at Citizens for Free Speech. Put their name on the line. Get in the battle. Get your tennis shoes on. Get off the couch. Get out and start doing something. We'll show you how and what and where and when. But we need you to do it.
0: No question about it. It is about the power of the people now more than ever before. And if the people do not exercise that power, the people will indeed lose that power in short order. Now it is more plain than ever before. Patrick Wood, Executive Director, Founder, Citizens for Free Speech. Join, become a member, and then commit yourself to becoming a volunteer. And participating in our monthly volunteer meetings and beyond at citizensforfreespeech.org. That's citizensforfreespeech.org. Patrick, thank you very much.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: All right. We had to battle to get him through that conversation because of all of the internet outages or attacks or whatever happened. I don't know. But uh, I want to remind you seriously and reemphasize we need members, we need volunteers. And by the way, we have a special kind of offshoot of CFFS, kind of a state chapter, if you will, uh, called CFFS Ohio, Citizens for Free Speech Ohio. We used to have an account on Parlor before Parlor was literally nuked. I mean, seriously, they dropped a nuclear bomb on Parlor and it is now gone. Just a puff of smoke remains from this free speech platform. Uh, But at any rate, Citizens for Free Speech, Ohio, we are looking for members and volunteers as well. You can be a part of our monthly uh, webinar series in which we'll have speakers talk about the most important things and to help organize what we can do to fight back and defend the First Amendment in this state and in this country. So make sure you uh, check that out at citizensforfreespeech.org. It's 1043. We'll take our time out here. Phone calls the rest of the way. Dial now, 216-901-0945 on the authority.
1: You know, these people think that they have some mandate from heaven to control the human population of the planet. And it's not just America. This Twitter and and Facebook and Google span the world 15 times over every day. This is a global issue, not just America, but we're feeling the pain right now in America.
0: Yeah, it's a global issue because of America. I think that's one thing that we can say, as Pat was talking about. It is a global issue, and we're feeling the pain in America because we, as Americans, are allowing it to happen. We are the ones sitting idly by. We're the ones sitting sitting idly by why our most cherished rights are stripped from us. And that's exactly what we are going to push back against. And we're going to push back, and we're going to fight like hell. And you know what fight like hell means? It doesn't mean throwing punches or storming buildings. No matter how much the left and some of the cowards on the right, the cowardly Republicans, want to distance themselves from Donald Trump, all for self-preservation. That's exactly what it is. They're in full CYA mode. When President Trump says we got to fight like hell, he does not mean and has never meant physically. There is only one side of the political ideological spectrum, one, that has consistently defended and supported violence, consistently defended and supported the assaulting of people, the vandalism of property, the storming of buildings. Only one side has defended that consistently, and that is the left. We Republicans have condemned rioting and any kind of physical altercations to make your political point. We have criticized it at every turn. And now they want to lay this at the feet of Donald Trump and say that Donald Trump incited the violence at the Capitol on, on, uh, on uh, Wednesday? I put this together on Friday, right after Friday's show. I took the president's direct words at that speech that they accused him of inciting violence in and I juxtaposed it with some of the liberals who have defended actual violence and incited it, including the incoming Vice President Kamala Harris. And I want you to hear it, and I want you to share it. I know
2: that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, peacefully and patriotically, peacefully and patriotically. All punches are not equal. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Peacefully and patriotically make your
3: voices heard. This is a movement, I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. They're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not.
2: Peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Mostly a protest. Uh, it uh, It is not, generally speaking, unruly. Peacefully and patriotically
3: make your voices heard. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times.
2: Peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Uh, Thank goodness for the looters, man. People will do
3: what
1: they do.
2: Peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard.
1: Do
0: not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before and
4: then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that this is how this country was started.
2: peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard people get
3: mad and people get sick of it we're fed up
2: peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard most of the
0: major movements in american history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge your president.
2: I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically, peacefully and patriotically, peacefully and patriotically, peacefully and patriotically patriotically make your voices heard.
0: I put that video montage and for you an audio montage together again on Friday after the show. <clears throat> and I I looped it like that for a reason. I want those words to echo in your heads, and I want them to echo in the heads of everyone else who is trying to blame Donald Trump for what happened at the Capitol last Wednesday. He called for peace and patriotism. He said, let's go cheer on, cheer, cheer, using your voices. Our brave Republican senators who are challenging the, ele- the certification of that election. President Trump did nothing to incite violence. Nothing. You know who does incite violence? You heard the rest of them in those those clips. Chris Cuomo, not all punches are equal. Whoever said that protests have to be peaceful? Let them be violent, he is saying. Kamala Harris, seeing riots all over the country. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop, and they should not stop. Um, Joy Reid on MSNBC. People are mad. They're fed up. Don Lemon on CNN. Don't think that this is some crazy thing. Remember, this is how this country was born with violent riots. And then Cuomo once again at the end. Don't forget your history. Don't forget your history as you, as you, as you navigate the present. These types of violent uprisings are necessary. Yet here comes last Wednesday, January 6th at the Capitol and Donald Trump should be impeached. The hypocrisy, the temerity, and the gall of these people is almost unimaginable. Tom is in Wadsworth on AM 1420 the answer. Hi, Tom, go ahead. You're on the air.
4: Hey, Bob. I just I wanted to ask about the the election in November and in Georgia, the runoff. How how if it's like in twenty twenty, the next midterm, how can we if those machines are compromised? and all the same procedures are in, in effect in the next election, How can, we, the Republicans will never win again.
2: Well, you
0: know, here's the thing, uh, and thanks for the call, Tom. I'm not going to say that, and the reason why I'm not going to say that is because we won a ton of elections on November 3rd. Did they rig the election against Donald Trump? Yes, they did was it rigged against all republicans obviously not every republican congressional incumbent won and we flipped a ton of blue seats to red at the same time we can win the the machine the organizational machine that i believe that was used in many different ways and it's not just about computers it's about the entire look i also don't think without the pandemic this could have been, this could have happened The pandemic is what led to this massive rise in vote-by-mail. Everybody doesn't want want to stand in line and get sick, gets to vote-by-mail. They're sending out just millions of live ballots all over the country and every state, and then they can be taken by whomever and cheated. I think the cheating was widespread in a wide variety of ways that can't be replicated. In 2022, that's the reason why I'm saying tread your water, tread our water here until 2022, win the House back, and then we will get regain some semblance of control of this republic. Um, Robin in Lodi. Hi, Robin. You're on the air. Go right ahead.
3: Hi, Bob. Love you so much. I have a whole bunch of things to say. First of all, I'll be joining Citizens for Free Speech Ohio. Um, I just got something in the mail, an actual newspaper in the mail from something called Epoch Times, E P O C H Times. And I'm going to subscribe to old school mail and get a newspaper. They're conservative and they speak the truth. So that's another option for people to get information. We're going to be purchasing a ham or CB radio to get information. I believe that we need another hour of you on the show. We need at least three hours of your show um, so we can have more information instead of switching over to Mike Gallagher. And I'm concerned about the glitches with the radios. With your station just suddenly cutting out, that has to be some sort of – it's not a coincidence. It's some sort of hacking, and I'm concerned that we're not going to have radios soon.
0: Well, you know what? You're spot on all over the place there. Uh, I'm glad to hear you. you're right. We do need to start looking to other forms of communication other than the digital side, which they control. And thank you for the phone call, Robin. We do need to look at print, uh, subscribing to print subscriptions again. And I don't mean the New York Times and the Cleveland Plain Dealer. I'm talking about organizations that are going to be providing an opportunity for people to share information by way of actual physical transmission of, of, of uh, information. That's what we're going to have to do. So smart on that front. Uh, And as far as the radio side, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what happened. I just know that earlier this year, all of Salem was hacked. Our entire national servers were hacked. And we were all in a tailspin for a number of weeks. In fact, in a few months and it wasn't coincidental that Salem is well known as a Christian broadcast company a Christian conservative broadcast company whose uh, editorial boards and and leadership positions and so forth we all make no bones about it we believe in Christ we believe in the constitution in that order that's what it's about we believe in protecting and preserving this wonderful judeo-christian nation that we uh, that we uh, you know exist in and they, they attacked us. To think that they won't attack us now, that they're already attacking other conservative online platforms, um, would be naive. So I'm definitely open to that prospect. Navy man Norm Strongsville. Go ahead, sir. Two things, Bob. Bob? Yes, sir. Go ahead, Norm.
4: Okay. Uh, our uh, Holy Father, Pope Francis, has signed on to the Great Reset. Uh, you can check it by just going to the org remnant.com and look at the video there and he's also signed a secret agreement with the Vatican and Red China uh, regarding the appointment of uh, Catholic bishops in China so there is a great reset and it's coming soon I just want to mention about violence 1946 Athens, Tennessee a bunch of GIs from World War II took arms up against the local sheriff and the machine because they controlled everything, stole the election and that and they won the battle The battle only lasted a year, because in 1947, a more corrupt machine took over Athens, Tennessee. You can look that up. So is violence the answer? No. But in extreme times, uh, and I'm I'm afraid it's coming, uh, (laughs) the last tool that people have to resort to right now is you. You talk radio.
0: Well, and you know what? That's exactly what we should resort to right now, is is unifying and uniting around places that we can communicate where they can't take away from us yet. And if and when that goes, thank you, Norm, for the call. Uh, if and when that goes, yeah, there may indeed be a time when more drastic measures are needed. We're not there yet. Let's all be safe. Let's be smart. All right? Thanks, everybody, for listening. Mike Gallagher's next. Stay here on AM 1420, The Answer. We'll see you tomorrow.